Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. of Cuckoo with Coco, and this is the birthday episode, because by the time you're listening to this, it will be my birthday, and I will officially be 31, which sucks, but everybody ages, and you're only as old as you feel, right? Or that's the saying, anyway. And yes, that was a big inhale, because I'm already tired from an extremely long day of sitting around, because now that I don't type up these requisitions, I have nothing to do. And if you're hearing any noise in the background, it is because I have the fan going and the window open. So there's going to be some background noise. And I apologize for it, but it is what it is because it's balls out, tits out hot. Okay? We're reaching 90 degrees and mama don't play that shit. I mean, I do, but I need a breeze. I need to be able to breathe. I have asthma, so this weather isn't really perfect for me. And, you know... Not moving also helps. Not moving also helps with my breathing. (laughs) So uh, let's see. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, the first thing I want to talk about is obviously with everything that's going on right now, we still have to wear masks and stuff. I have to wonder why we're still trying to smile through these masks. Like everybody, I walk, I walk down the hallway with the masks on because like I've said before in previous episodes, if I'm not sitting directly at my desk, I have to have a mask on if I'm walking around the building, which is fine. It's whatever. It's the new normal. And I walk down the hallways and I see coworkers who are trying to talk to me through their masks. And I don't know if you've tried to talk to anybody through a mask yet, but let me tell you something. I don't know what the fuck you're saying. Okay. And when I sit at my desk, I have a nice little, you know, fuck you face (laughs) because don't talk to me. I'm not here for you. I work for the three people who share this space with me and that's it. Like today, Dr. W came in. This is a good example. Dr. W comes into my office. She has a mask on, but she's a notorious mumbler. So that's what she does. She mumbles and she thinks I can hear her. So I'm like, all right, dude. What? Like, legit, my hair's down. You can't see that I have an earbud in. So that's, it's not her fault, but it is, though. Because know your volume and you're a doctor. Fucking enunciate, okay? Enunciate and speak louder. Aren't you proud of who you are as an individual? That's how you know. That's some sketchy shit. That's how you know people are not proud of who they are as human beings when they feel the need to mumble to you. Like, Didn't your parents ever teach you stand up straight and like make eye contact with the person you're talking to? Like me right now, I'm having a conversation with whoever's listening. I'm having a conversation with you. You can hear exactly what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. And you hear the enunciation in my voice because you can hear where the punctuation goes in every sentence. So 
and yes, I speak in run on sentences and my texts are crazy. You got to see this, but, uh, yeah. So she comes in and she starts her mumbling shit and I'm like this lady and she's, she has a packet of papers in her hand. I don't know what she's talking about with these papers, but she has the papers in her hand. I don't know if you heard me clicking around just now, but I had to mute some stuff before dings start happening. So I'm, I'm talking to this. I'm not even talking to her. She comes in, she's looking at me and she's like nodding at me. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? What are you saying? <laughs> I'm like a real jerk. I tell her, I'm like, what are you talking about? And she goes, there's a meeting today. And I just want to make sure that those who are involved in it get a packet. I want to be like, bitch, fuck your packet, okay? Nobody even wants to do this meeting because they don't care for you at all. Because everything you say is nonsense. But anyway, that's that's just what I hear from the three people I work in the immediate vicinity of. Those three people do not care for her because she's a pain in the ass and she doesn't do procedures correctly, which is fine. And, of course, my boss, Beth, comes up to me and she goes, I don't know that I could see her as my doctor. And I was like, dude, I would just leave. <laughs> she goes, I'd walk out too. I'm like, I would I would go to the front desk. I would ask the receptionist if I could have another doctor because I don't know why this doctor is mumbling at me. How am I supposed to know if I have cancer or something else? I don't, guys, I don't. This is just a for instance. But how do I know that I don't have a serious chronic illness if this lady won't speak the fuck up? Like, really? I'm supposed to take a guess at what she's saying to me? I don't have time for that. That's not what I paid this $50 copay for. By the way, the damn copays are out of control. And Crystal Run can go fuck itself because I know that my specialist copay is 50 So why do you keep taking 25 from me if you know it's 50 like that's what, so there's two different copays. If people don't know this, I'm speaking, I'm speaking from a medical receptionist point of view, which is basically when you see your primary, it's 25. When you see a specialist, it's 50 through the empire plan. Already know that. Only one doctor I've seen have I used the $25 copay. And that's my, my primary, Dr. Wen. So she's cool as shit. I love going to her. She's very easy to deal with. We did one of those telehealth things, and I was, boom, done in 30 seconds. And I was like, why can't life be like this? But then I realized because you have to have actual conversation, and they have to actually look at you if it's a, something like a physical abnormality. But anyway, excuse me. So every time, fucking Crystal Run, every time I go and see a GYN or – actually, that's basically it. The only specialist I've ever seen – besides my primary, is a GYN. And that's because sometimes women have issues, and that's fine. So why do you keep insisting on taking only $25 copay from me, and then I have a fucking balance my next visit of $25? And then, not only that, and then continue to just take $25 from me. Correct your files, or whoever is verifying insurance is doing the shit wrong. That's all I have to say. Because as someone who's worked in plenty of doctor's offices, if you don't collect copays correctly, someone from billing comes up your ass to tell you you did it wrong. <laughs> and I'm not doing that anymore. And I swear to God, I'm not paying that $25 balance because that's your fucking mistake. So you should write it off every time until you update my file. And that's what I have to say about that. Crystal Run, eat shit. Anyway, 
<laughs> so back to the masks thing and, you know, Dr. Doctor W. So she comes in and she hands out those stupid packets and whatever. And then she leaves. And I'm like, you know, I don't understand why she comes in and talks to me because she just comes in and she's like, uh, what does she do? She does that whole, uh, oh, like that's basically how it sounds to me because she's wearing a mask and she's mumbling. When she was mumbling without the mask, I could barely understand her. But now I can understand her and I'm like, dude, no. <laughs> like just no. And she left after dropping off the packets. I'm losing my train of thought. It's really bad. I'm losing my mind. So she drops off the packets, leaves, and then she goes, uh, then Beth comes out and she goes, what is this? What, she want you to make copies? I'm like, no, I think we're beyond the point of me making copies for her now. She's doing them herself. So we kind of laughed about that for a second. And I said, I think that's packets for the Zoom meeting you guys are doing at one o'clock or something stupid like that. Again, I don't know what she was saying. So I was like, you know, you think she would talk to any of the other three adults that are capable in this? Like, did she walks in the door and immediately there's another door and it's always open to Beth and Cheryl's office. So I'm like, dude, that door is open. If you had something important to say and you realized I wasn't making eye contact with you because I don't give a shit about what you're saying, talk to the other two. Talk to the other two out of three people that are in this office who could give a shit about what you're saying. I'm like, you think she would speak loud enough, number one. Number two, you think she would speak to anybody else because I have nothing to do with those meetings and I don't care. And all y'all know, I don't care. Like, Beth, Cheryl, and Arlene, all know I don't care for this lady because she thinks that as a doctor, she's too important to make copies for her own meeting. So she used to have me do them. I don't know if I discussed this before, but we're 29 episodes in and, you know, I don't really feel like going back in time and listening to everything. I actually just listened to... I've never actually listened to any of the other episodes, but I actually listened to the last one and it was pretty funny. I was laughing at my desk and it was a mess, but it was pretty good. And you know, <laughs> it's life. <laughs> so, uh, so these masks, boom, back to the initial conversation I was having. So, you know, you can't really smile behind those things. So I always forget that. And when I walk by people in the hallway, I'm like, what do they think I'm doing with my face? And like I said before, you can't hear what I'm on. So when people say hello or something, I'm like, I wave. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not wasting my voice. I'm not wasting my voice on saying hello through a mask because people are going to be like, did she actually say that? Did she say hi back? I don't know what she said. Anyway, continuing my day. Like, that's how that goes. Like, you can't assume that everybody is saying hi back because you never know. Maybe they're saying like, fuck you under the mask. Like, <laughs> that would be me, though. I would be the person who walks by somebody they hate and go, fuck you. And they'd be like, what'd you say? I'd be like, oh, I said hi. How are you? It's <laughs> just to disguise my madness. But anyway, <laughs> I squint now instead of smile at people because I know I'm smiling. And that's all that needs to know that I'm smiling at them. <laughs> Anyway, so I also realized with this uh, this pandemic going on, everybody's like really focused on either not wearing makeup or like eye flirting, like <laughs> eye makeup anyway. And this one chick that works in the rehab department, she said, uh, she said that my eye make that oh she said to me that my eye makeup was very good, and I was like. Oh, cool. Thanks. That's very nice of you. Thank you to notice that. And she goes, yeah, she goes, and your bun looks really good too. And I'm like, thank you. But I 
think it looks like a shitty mess because all I really did was throw it on top of my head, put some bobby pins, like, you know, when any lazy hair wash day is because, you know, by the time we throw that hair up, it's time to wash it. Like I have it up now because I'm hot, number one. But number two is because it's a serious hair washing day and I just don't have the patience to have it flat and gross and oily in my face anymore. (laughs) So, and then I realized I'm not really taking compliments well, and I really have, I never have. I never have taken a compliment really well. And I think it's mostly because, you know, all girls have this. Many people have this. It's called body dysmorphic disorder, and it's where you don't think you look good ever. Like, nothing is ever good enough. Like, you're either not happy because you're too skinny, you're not happy because you're too fat, your hair's too short, your hair's too long, your hair's too straight, your hair's too curly, blah, 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 blah. So there's, we women face a lot of challenges a lot of days, so guys gotta give us a break. (laughs) Guys gotta give us a break. Wow, that's a loud car. Oh yeah, it's a truck with stupid gardening shit on it, that's why. Anyway, sorry if you heard that. If you didn't, you just heard me make fun of someone drive by. Anyway, I'm not closing this window, so you guys are just going to have to bear with me with the background noise. I'm so sorry. (laughs) It would get way too hot in here, and then i get really cranky. So yeah, so body dysmorphic disorder. Now, I never knew exactly what it was until I took a psychology class, and it taught me a lot about myself, but it also made me try to understand serial killers, and I think that's why women like to watch true crime shit. Guys, if you're tuning in, ask your girl this question. Are you into psychology? And if she is, buy her a bunch of true crime books. Or get her into true crime podcasts, because they're fucking everywhere. Like, do you know how crazy it is that, you know, you can just close your eyes and point at a podcast and it's fucking true crime? Unless girls are dialed into that and they're, like, magnetic and they go, shunk, right onto it. But, yeah, so true crime, psychology... And trying to fix broken dudes. <laughs> Three crimes. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I've had my share of that, but we're not going to talk about that. That's not what this is about. <laughs> so I was told recently by a friend that I'm slowly turning into a 70-year-old woman. And the reason I was told that, see, I'm switching gears from the body dysmorphic order to being, you know, called a 70-year-old lady. Don't know how we got there, but it's fine. I'm slowly becoming a 70-year-old woman because I binge-watch things on Netflix. And I don't know how the two are related. So I'm just going to skate by that. (laughs) I don't even know what I finished lately that I was called that. But in any case, I'm getting into, uh, I'm, I'm listening to this true crime podcast called True Crime Obsessed. And they're, they're currently talking about this documentary, which I'm actually starting once I'm done recording. And it's called The Most Dangerous Animal of All Time, I think. And it was a book. It started out as a book written by this guy who believes his father is a Zodiac killer. So, and from the first episode of TCO that I listened to, the guy basically goes nuts and like ruins all his relationships and shit. Oh, maybe that's why. (laughs) Maybe that's why I'm an old lady because I'm watching all this crime shit. Anyway. (laughs) And oh, Also, another thing I enjoy doing, since we're talking about things I like and things other girls like, I like ordering presents for people. Like, I like gift giving. And here's why. So I enjoy a good gift, but I also enjoy observing what people like 
and being able to give them the perfect present. So, or being told what people want and getting them what they want. Okay. It's that simple. It's you tell me what you want. I get it for you. You're happy. Boom. You filled my happiness cup. Or it could be, I've observed different patterns of behavior and I get you things according to that. Or my fail safe, which during the winter time is pajamas because you can never have enough pajamas. (laughs) So I did really well for Mother's Day because my mother loves Japanese cherry blossom stuff from Bath and Body, and that's the wave of the future. (laughs) That stuff smells delicious. One year I got her that stress reliever eucalyptus spearmint shit. Never let go of that holiday or whatever that was. But she said that was the best stuff, and it helped relieve her stress, I guess. It does smell really good. I don't know what it does for stress, though, but I like the way it smells. Maybe it has a calming effect. Who knows? (laughs) makes you catatonic and you just lay there. (laughs) Anyways, so I feel like I should start making this next topic a segment on my shows because this shit is just so absurd. And right now I'm calling it the Chronicles of Bonnie because every time a weekend comes and goes, I learn something new. So we are on, I'm recording on a Tuesday Last time I saw her was Friday. What she told me was is that she had plans over the weekend to enjoy one of her grandkids' graduations. I don't know. I don't remember who it was for. No. Yeah, I don't remember the name of the person who it was for. I knew it was happening at Billy Joe's. And then they were doing something. Like, the Billy Joe's was the reception part of it because they only – they did, like, a drive-by graduation, which is really silly. But whatever. It's better than no graduation. So – Let me preface this by saying the woman had the nerve while I am typing up stuff and actually doing work for my boss to ask me to cut her hair again. Now, here's here's the problem. Okay, I don't have a problem cutting it when you've consistently been coming to me. I have a problem when you ask me my advice as to whether or not you think your granddaughter can handle cutting your hair which is what she asked me. She asked me, do you think you, do you think my granddaughter can do this haircut? And I said, yeah, just tell her what you want. It's the perfect haircut is hidden behind proper communication. If you fuck that up and you walk out with shitty hair, that's your problem. And I'm sorry, but that's how it goes with everything. Proper communication gets you the product you want. Remember that. If you know and you get exactly to the point and you don't piss off the person who's trying to help you, it's golden, golden, golden all day. So check this out. So that was a deep inhale because I needed it for what I'm about to say. She says to me, Corinne, can you cut my hair? And I was like, why? I thought your granddaughter was doing it. Not to be petty. It was not a petty statement. It was more of a, oh, what happened? I thought she did it okay. From one stylist to another. She's just starting out because she, that's what she did. She graduated from there and that's why they did the Billy Joe's thing. Okay. So she did her hair (laughs) and apparently she didn't take off enough on the top. Now, Bonnie has usually, her top is usually coiffed, not teased, but like curled and maybe a little teased and sprayed with hairspray, short on the sides, which is like most 80s headshots you'll see. 
But she pulls it off because she's an older woman, and that's, I guess, the hair she's had for most of her life. I haven't seen any other pictures where she's looked younger and had long hair. So this is this is where the story's going. So she asked me if I could cut her hair. I said to her, oh, I thought your granddaughter was doing it. What happened? She goes, she didn't take off enough on the top. I don't think she understood what I wanted. See what I'm saying? Proper communication leads to the proper product. Didn't happen. So I said, I can do it for you. Not today. <laughs> Legit said to her, not today. She goes, okay, um, what about tomorrow? And I said, okay, sure. Because honestly, I'm traveling with all my hair equipment anyway, like my gears in my car, for instances where I'm on the go like this and I can make some money. I come in on Friday, but I'm dressed up. And when you're dressed up, you don't want to get dirty. Cutting hair is a dirty business. You get hair everywhere, sweat a little bit. And sometimes hair color lands on you, but it wasn't a color job. It was a hair job. And short haircuts like that stick and poke at you. Like, um, oh, God, what is it? Splinters. There we go. I figured it out. Yay. So uh, I, I fibbed. <laughs> I went up to her and I said, you're going to be mad at me but I don't have my stuff with me. Had she known which car was mine, she'd have seen in the back seat is my stuff. And you know, I just wasn't in the mood for it. And I just wanted to get out of there on a Friday because I'm not staying on a Friday late anymore after all that shit that happened. So if you want a haircut, it's gotta be during the week. <laughs> Cause on a Friday, I want to get the fuck out of that building. Anyway, so this is what happened. Anybody who's been so this is what happened to Bonnie. That was like a part one, which is the haircut scene. Now, part two consists of something that happened over the weekend during said graduation ce celebration. Excuse me. Can't spit out words. So for those of you who have been to Billy Joe's, you know that outside is a train wreck. I don't remember if it's cobblestones or what the problem is, but it's a good, good thing People can stand on two legs sober, let's just say, because that shit is like a minefield for breaking ankles and such. So this is what happened. I come into work yesterday, which is a Monday, and Arlene tells me, oh, Corinne, did you hear what happened to Bonnie? And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Actually, wait, I'm not even done painting the picture of what the outside looks like. It's in Newburgh, in the waterfront, which is a nice area, but it's still in Newburgh. So they, they treat their stuff like shit. So the front of that whole spot there and the parking lots and everything is mad potholes, loose gravel, anything you could think of that would make someone tumble to the floor, tumble to the floor. Two, now that I've said all that, I'm pretty sure you know where I'm going. So Arlene asked me if I'd heard what happened to Bonnie this weekend. And I said, no, I didn't. What happened? She goes, oh, well, she was walking out of Billy Joe's after they did the graduation celebration, the gra graduation ceremony, God. And she fell. Like she stepped into a hole, fell, broke her foot, and probably broke her elbow, something like that. So I was like, oh, for the love of God. Like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, it's, it's, it's things like this that make me mad because... It's so obvious that the whole front of that place is like a death trap, okay? And she wears glasses, guys. She wears glasses. And this lady 
is so accident prone, you think she'd have taken better care of herself. And I know I sound mad and I am. I'm angry at this whole thing. I get mad at people who fall for no reason. Okay. Because I don't know that Bonnie is a drinker, but let me tell you something. She doesn't strike me as someone who doesn't know feet placement. And I'm going to tell you something else. She has fallen multiple times that I've been told of in the past. And knowing that about yourself, knowing that you're clumsy and shit, you know, get your mind right. It's Billy Joe's. Okay. It is a, it's a place on the waterfront where they don't take care of any of their shit in Newburgh. There's holes everywhere. People fall all over the place. People fleeing from crime scenes go there when there's parties at night. Like, come on, man. Like, I'm so mad at her for falling and it's so irrational. But at the same time, look where you're walking. You're taught that when you're five. Like, why can't you see that there's a fucking hole in front of you and step around the shit? Like, that's how mad I am. Like, if I could scream right now without freaking out everybody in the house, I would. But that shit is so mind-boggling to me. And my grandmother did this shit too one time. And I'm going to tell you that story too. But Bonnie needs to, like, sit still for a very long time and think about the decision she made that led her to the point of having to sit still in a barca lounger, probably, and eat her salt and pepper food. Dude, I'm so mad. Anyway, now I'm going to get mad at my grandmother because she did the same shit. Except we were in Walmart. So Walmart, there's no potholes or anything. So it's it's a lack of coordination or a balance problem, which is whatever. That's her issue. Again, that being said, know yourself. Know that if you don't feel okay to walk, don't let me leave you alone in Walmart. Like, I walked off to go do something. My grandmother, this was one of those late night trips where it's like, oh, Corey has her license. I'll make her drive me someplace. I was young and had to be respectful of my elders, so I took her to Walmart. So I went to Walmart. She likes, to, she likes the clothes there. So she tried on a shirt and apparently I came back and she was like, actually, I don't even know if she told me she fell. But anyway, she had fallen, okay, at some point. And I don't know if she landed on a knee. I don't know exactly how she fell because by the time I got back to her, she was standing up, walking around like nothing happened. The lady had a trip planned for Florida for the following week and she went. She went and during that trip called my mother and told my mother that they were at the emergency room. So I said, all right, why is she at the emergency room? And my mother goes, oh, she was complaining of foot pain. She was like, that's weird. And she said, uh, well, I guess she had told me she'd fallen, but she was, she she fell. Okay. Not laughing because she fell. I'm laughing because this is how my grandmother is. So she was in the emergency room with my aunt, and uh, they said they took x-rays, and apparently her foot was broken. (laughs) She broke her foot in Walmart, dude, and then continued to walk around for like a week's time. (laughs) Like, how do you do that? Like, if I broke something, I should know at the time of the incident that I fell and broke something. And you fell in Walmart, man. You could have gotten so much money off of that. Or is that wrong? I don't know if that's wrong or not, but you fell in Walmart. So it was either really slippery or something happened. I don't know. 
But I was like, yo, this lady, uh, this lady's, this lady's serious. <laughs> this lady is serious. Anyway, so that's, that's the two fall stories I had for you today. You know, one involving Bonnie, who's always messing around. And one involving my grandma, who does also, also always mess around. <laughs> uh, so to round this out a little bit. So what I was talking about before was this true crime podcast I listened to is called True Crime Obsessed. And one of the things they spoke about was this documentary called Unseen, which is a bunch of African-American prostitutes who were addicted to crack in this neighborhood. 11 of them were murdered and nobody did anything because, again, they were the lowest of the low in the community. And this guy was just going and having his way with them and then killing them. Like I said, 11 of them died. If you want to look it up, the name of the documentary is called Unseen, U-N-S-E-E-N. I might check it out at some point. And uh, it seemed very interesting. And um, with everything that's going on right now, it just seems something topical to check out if you're interested in it. Uh, I don't know if anyone is a is an abuse victim, but just just the way it sounds and just the fact that one of the hosts of TCO was sexually assaulted and the fact that she can get through an episodes, I assume, or this documentary, however long it was, shows a lot about a person, especially the fact that a woman who was sexually assaulted by this murderer got away from him and was able to tell her story on the stand to get him prosecuted. What I didn't really care for was that there were 85 counts against him and he was only prosecuted for 84. Do you know how insane that is that one count he was not convicted of because it also it also brings the question of what was the last charge that they couldn't pull the trigger on because at that point it should just be that he 85 out of 85 counts should have been against him but one was like Meh, we'll see like that doesn't make sense but anyway i'm gonna check it out and that podcast is called True Crime Obsessed, and it's with Patrick Hines and Jillian Pensavali, and I think they're really interesting. And they have the same take and dark, com- like dark humor, on certain uh, documentaries, which is why I why I listen to it. They because uh, a lot of these things people say in these shits are really stupid. Like it's it's really to the point where like the fucking Tiger King shit. All the things they were saying, it was like, no, really? Like, and that's what they do during their podcast. And it's really funny. It's, it's an hour long. It's good. Gets me through my day at work. And I'm always sitting there listening to true crime podcasts while people are trying to talk bullshit to me like Dr. W today. <laughs> so now I want to discuss my birthday. And it's going to be something quick. It's not going to be anything crazy. And I just want to say that as I'm approaching 31, I am very appreciative for everything that life has given to me and not taken from me, but the life lessons I've come to learn and the things that I've seen and experienced, like it's all been good so far. Uh, I think, you know, I hate people who say another year around the sun, like who cares, dude, because this 2020, man, I don't even want to count this birthday on my year. Like, you know, people say, I'm not counting 2020 in my birthday. So I I really don't want to repeat turning 30 again because last year I was with family, but I wasn't with or dating someone who I felt appreciated me. So this year I'm with someone who does appreciate me and does show me what 
love actually is supposed to be. And I know this sounds like mushy and whatever. We don't really do that here. But I'm very appreciative, like I said, of everything that has come around for me. Um, yeah, I appreciate all my family, my friends. Everybody who listens to this, love you so, so much. And I want to thank you for listening to this while I turn 31. And what else did I want to say? There's something else about it. Like I said, you're only as old as you feel. Uh, I'm, I'm experiencing a lot of better things lately, and I'm sure there's only more to come from here. And, uh, oh, one thing I have to stop doing, which, you know, I've kind of slowed down on is, you know, comparing my life to other people's lives, because again, everybody's different. I, uh, have noticed that I do that a lot, that I'm always looking at other people's lives and wondering why I don't have those things, but I'm sure everything happens in time and I will get there to that point. At 31, I was hoping to have been married and have at least maybe had a kid. I'm not sure. But, you know, things 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 come into your life when they're supposed to, I think, is what we're really supposed to take away from birthdays and life and being able to walk around and do the things we do and not taking things or people for granted and appreciating all the small things and I really just think that that's, we really need to just focus on the good and not so much the bad lately. Like I know this pandemic is driving everybody crazy because we all have to stay indoors, but it looks like things are turning around because everything's opening back up again. So maybe, well, it's not going to go back to normal, normal, but you know, because masks are going to be the new thing. And, you know, I don't know about social distancing, but also, can I just say that even though places are opening up that usually have dine-in seating, I drove by this place. I want to try it, though. It's called the Copper Barn. And it looks like the food is really good. But I'm going to tell you something. These places, these eateries that do, that are trying to entertain more clientele, whatever, like bring in more guests, are doing tents outside. People, we're in fucking summertime, okay? It is 90 degrees minimum, okay? New York is getting there. But we're at 80s, 90s weather. And I'm telling you right now, Buffalo Wild Wings, who is sitting outside under that tent eating fucking hot wings, okay? When there's barely a breeze as there is, you're sitting there like, ooh, these hot wings. And then have to fan themselves because the sweat is going down to the crack of their ass. Like, who is doing that? I'm not doing that. I drove by Buffalo Wild Wings and I was like, you have to be out of your damn mind. <laughs> maybe a burger. Also, I'm not drinking a beer outside either because you can't do that because we don't live in Atlantic City. We can't drink alcoholic beverages outside unless it's on your property in your backyard. That's different. But like, I get it. They're trying to drum up business. They're trying to open everything up again. But like at the same time, it makes no fucking sense. This guy is walking his dog with a mask on. Sir, there's nobody near you. Take it off. And then people are driving with their masks on, too. I've seen that shit, too. I know you've all seen it, too, because it's everywhere. It's on Facebook. People are crashing. You're not supposed to breathe in the fucking carbon dioxide coming out of your mouth, okay? That's how you suffocate and die. Someone fainted because they had their N95 mask on, and they were driving with it on. Hey, idiot. No. Like I've said before, these people are driving with masks on, and it makes no sense. If you're doing that, pull over. Because I don't want to be in the wreck behind you, okay? I want to get to work. I want to get to food. I want to get to someplace. 
and not into a fender bender with you. That's what I don't want to get into. Now that that rant is over. Again, guys, gonna be 31. Eh. The Last of Us Part 2 comes out on my birthday, so I will be, I'm off Thursday and Friday, so that's what I'm gonna be doing. And, you know, show some birthday love for people on Facebook or Snapchat or whatever. I'm getting a lot of Snapchat ads, which is weird. I'm like, hey dudes, no. Go on my Instagram. Go on my Twitter. Twitter is Coco underscore Fonseca. My Instagram is CocoBB20. Please don't be a weirdo and get upset when I look at your Snapchat and leave you on red and you go, oh, you're one of those girls? Yeah, I don't fucking know you. And the fact that you have a baby and you smoke blunts in probably the next room, get it the fuck out of my inbox, sir. (laughs) Like, no. Yeah, I'm one of those girls that's respectful of children and not doing drugs near them. How about that? How about that for a life lesson? Don't do drugs in the next room where your kid is sleeping. Your kid's sleeping like 12 feet away from you, dude. You have a baby, which means you have baby mama drama, which I really don't need at 31. Because, you know, I don't feel like going to jail. See, that's another thing. How can you be mad at me for not wanting to entertain you? You added me on Snapchat. I added you back because I thought you were cool. Then you hit me with that and then you get blocked. You get Coco blocked. (laughs) That sounds like some shit on Pokemon. Coco block. Anyway, my Coco immunity. Episode 29. We're one away from 30. I was supposed to have another guest, but I guess I can't do back to backs, even though it's my podcast. But someone felt like telling me I can't. Laura. (laughs) Anyway, so I'm trying not to do too many guests, but I do want to try and get my girl Ellie on because I need her to tell the story of what happened to her this past weekend. I told her to do some notes and she was too mad and upset and tired about it. Well, not upset, but she's more like pissed off about it to do any. She wanted to make a list. Okay. She wanted to make a list of things that happened so that she could explain properly to the people the issue she had with this gentleman who came all the way from Cali to hang out with her. So I said, all right, dude, you know, when you get your list together, you you get your list together. But that would have been a nice birthday gift to me. But oh, well, (laughs) maybe episode 30 will be that. I'm going to text her and see if she would be interested in doing that again. Otherwise, I'm going to tell the story, but it's going to be really half-assed and it's not going to be from the point of view of the person. Anyways, guys, so I hope you had a good time listening to this shit. It was kind of funny, but it was also kind of serious because every now and then I like to get a little serious on you guys just to see if you're paying attention. Uh, Well, this has been episode 29 of Cuckoo with Coco, and I'm so glad to bring this Coco community together. You guys, if you like the podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. Also message me on all the social medias. My Instagram is CocoBB20. I have a Discord also that you can private message me about. I can give you access to that and you can come hang out. And then I have my Twitter, which is Coco underscore Fonseca. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, hit me up. I'm always waiting for suggestions on another topic or anything you want to hear me talk about or rave about anything like that. Uh, So this has been fun. And I'm going to see you next week because we're trying to keep it consistent, kitties. My little cocoa nuts like that too because everybody who's listening to this is nuts (laughs) you could have you could be doing so much other stuff with your day but you like to hang out with me for like a half an hour or so and i really love and appreciate that about you so keep it coco let's get cooking